You're listening to the 90-10 rule. 90% business, 10% music. If I make you nut, but there's no quality time, cause I forever grind. This is not an excuse, I just wanna get loose. That's old nigga jargon. Girl, you're making me harden to a stone or granite statue. I'm prone to get at you. It's hard to break your defense. I guess I have to leap fence and scale wall and break fall on a tree right by your window. Reward me for my efforts by rolling this endo. As I nibble your neck naughtily, sex is a big part of me. Agencies want to audit me, searching stupid facade me. My Thrust, bust, artery. I know you're on to me. Just wanna hash a nanigan. I wanna make you mad again. So focus on the flattery you feel when I fling it. Acknowledge that I got it and you love it when I bring it. Dirty talk loudly, saying fuck this shit. At the queen's request, if it's gotta be, it's gotta be. been a wild fucking week it has it really has i still don't know what to think <laughs> i'm just like blink no i mean no, nobody does i think we're all kind of i know in the first 24 hours i was definitely stunned i wore black all week to represent your morning since, since, yeah your sadness yeah since the election I, i've been wearing black i just well today I, is I, nice. I don't have bright colors in in it's not well, you in my have spirit. on red today. It's, it's a bright red. Also. Yeah. It's got a little black in it, but it's bright. It's definitely a black or red. But listeners, in case you haven't, it, I don't know where you've been hiding, but 2016 marked a, a, a new reign. And um, our election is definitely tied to music. So we didn't feel like it was possible to do this episode of the 9010 rule without bringing That's- some of that into the conversation. This, this week, uh, we're not going to have a guest. It's just going to be the three of us. Uh, Crystal Jordan, Kevin Davis, and myself, Brian Jennings, and um, you know we're gonna still we're gonna talk about music a little bit because it, it's it's relevant. But the 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 week that we've all had as, as Americans, and not just Americans, you know, I talked to a, a person from Sweden, mm-hmm. and he said that everyone over there is panicking. <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not join really, the club. He's a white guy. Yeah. No, that th- didn't like the 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 the. The um, there were a lot of different culture. The money like dropped, like yeah, the Dow and the Dow, Nasdaq, yeah, yeah. And the, Dow, yeah. yeah, yeah, like it the was night of the election. Yes, the stocks yeah. started plummeting. Yeah, and you know the thing, but what's funny about that is if if it's if it's plummeting at night, that means it's not an American, right? You know, right. what I'm saying because those, time those are that's a global market mm-hmm. because they're they're awake and doing stocks. We're not even doing stocks at one o'clock in, in the fact, morning. Matter of fact, it's funny that you say that because what was that midnight, one in the morning, two in the morning, something like that. You know what stock went up? Which stock? Correctional or Correctional Corporation of America. Wow. Oh my, that's yeah. that. I that stock went up like a third of Is what it was propaganda? worth. Propaganda. I'm almost like, are you serious? I'm dead serious. I wish I was. Who could do that? Like, who, <laughs> who was behind that? Who said, "Oh my God!" Now that he's in office, 
we're going to need some more rooms. <laughs> we're right. going to need some more cells. He's going to start locking niggas up, so I might as well. I don't even think it's just niggas, though. I think it's just the Mexicans people too. that don't have... <laughs> people that are... Muslims, too. Yeah, just whoever is not... A, there's a large group no, no, to I choose think, from. I think there's also some nice, cozy cells for some poor white trash also. I think that oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. who doesn't have money and who isn't privileged should be concerned. And... You know, so let's so let's look at this. First of all, I mean, I was shocked. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was shocked. I started feeling something in the, in my stomach when I saw that Ohio went with Trump because we know Ohio is one of those states that kind of dictates the will kind of forecast things. But I remember thinking the day before, or maybe two days before, when Jay Z and Beyonce did this really big concert. Jay Z, you know, kind of let people know quietly that he was going to support Hillary. But he and Beyonce did a huge concert with a bunch of other rappers, Chance the Rapper and some other right. really popular rappers. Um, I think ASAP Rocky, I, I believe. I'm not certain about him, but I know Chance the Rapper. I heard and, J. Cole. Yeah, and they brought Hillary out. They introduced the next president. And I remember thinking, wow, what a what a strategic move to do that in Ohio um, two days before the election. And to my surprise, that had absolutely no impact on absolutely. Ohio. So do you guys think people are over it? It being... It being so people, politi- um, politicians using celebrity influence to, you know... Absolutely, I do. Yeah, I think, I think, I think we might have talked about this the other day, too, when we were here. Um, I think that what happened was America, Americans that have no voice... Mm-hmm. Who have who have who don't get on social media? As I was saying, Hillary Clinton on Facebook Live was sixty something thousand people viewing. Right, right. Donald Trump was like six thousand. This is this is when Trump is winning. He's ahead by at least fifty points. Right. Nobody's watching the Trump live feed. They're all watching the Hillary live. Feed. That just goes to show you that the people who voted for Trump are not Beyonce fans. Right. They're not even Facebook people. Right. Mm-hmm. And if right. they are Facebook, they're not sophisticated enough to know what Facebook Live is and hey, you need to support this because they get on Facebook just to you know talk to their neighbor who they live a few miles from. Right. Maybe they, and, or maybe not. Maybe right. they just maybe they as don't. you said go to the feed store. Right. They just <laughs> go to the feed store and get their feed for their chickens or whatever. And I'm not saying that in a in a, in a right. you know I'm not right. trying to insult anyone. Right. I'm just saying that Trump was able to dig in and find all those people who don't give a shit about artists and what shoes they're wearing and what which color Maybach or, they have. Right. Well, or you maybe know what? it's just, it's not about, there are some people out there that really appreciate musicians for their music and not for all the other stuff. I mean, maybe people, maybe that person's out there like, yeah, you know, I enjoy Beyonce singing, but I don't really need her to dictate who I vote for. You know mm. what I mean? And that that used to be the way music was. Music wasn't yeah. used in so many different genres to manipulate um, decisions. I mean, we use it in everything from what cars to buy, people, you know, to what politicians, especially a few years ago when Puffy got involved with Rock the Vote, it became a, a, a hip-hop movement. Vote or die. Right, vote or die, which I guess was cool because we wanted that generation to vote. But I do think that when um, celebrities become involved, first of all, it's a huge responsibility because they do have a certain amount of influence. But I think we as the public have to realize that just because someone makes great music, they may not have great, Knowledge on every topic Well I don't think The public has to realize I think politicians Have to realize it Because in terms of Notoriety and celebrity I mean And visibility It doesn't get You don't get much more Visibility than Jay-Z And Beyonce You don't Or just You could just say Beyonce Beyonce could have been The only person at that concert Right Right right. Right. But a free concert Right In Ohio And, And I think that I'm, I'm, out. I'm People pretty came sure. And listened, but I'm they didn't pretty, vote. <laughs> exactly, and I'm pretty sure the politicians that were putting that together were thinking, "Hey, we're going to 
put her on stage and this is going to seal the deal, right? They did. They did. But millennials or young people, quote unquote, don't give a fuck about that. So right. what is they, that? No, they went to a free concert. Right. They went to a free concert and still didn't vote for Hillary. Right. So what does that say then about all these companies running around trying to get these artists to endorse their brand? If if it's not really because if it's not really what the artists are saying anymore, then what does that mean for, you know, of the new vodka that comes out? Like well, are are these people really supporting it because Jay-Z said it or because they right. just want to get drunk? Well, I think I think that the consumer is a lot more savvy than most businesses give them credit for. And I think that you know, if you watch the way the Clinton campaign was run, I personally have been honest about having issues with her pandering to an African-American audience. And when sure. you go as Hillary Clinton onto the Breakfast Club and say you have hot sauce in your bag, I think there are some people out there that were listening that knew she was full of shit. Immediately. So I think that, you know, I think you have to be careful because we're moving in a in a, we're in a time where social media has created such... Um, such a, a bubble of what what we see, you know, what's in our face. So people are able to kind of dissect what they believe is truth and not. And I think that's one of the things that Donald Trump had over Hillary is that he was very authentic. He ran a very authentic campaign. Um, he was not polished. He was not pandering. He was just kind of being himself. He wasn't even respectful. I know, exactly. But I think people, I, I respected that, honestly. Mm-hmm. I did not respect her going to hang out with with rappers and acting like she knew who Chance the Rapper was before this campaign. I, I felt that was very disrespectful. Right. I saw a Hillary Clinton campaign advertisement with Pusha T. And I was like... No, sir. No, sir. Huh? The guy who... I was like... Her and her husband Pusha, tried to lock up. And I like up. Pusha. Like, that's... He's no, dope. I like Pusha T. But, but I'm like, what she, the fuck? Her and, and just, Bill, her and Bill do not like Pusha T. It, Bill, no, Bill May, it, 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 Bill May. It, it, no, it was see, absolutely. That's that nigga shit that's been getting. That's no, why. That's why the country the is the Bill fuck with like Pusha T. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Bill still got bitches. Don't get it twisted. Oh no, we know. In fact, <laughs> in fact, he's probably been entertaining this whole entire time. <laughs> right. Hey, I mean, his wife was busy. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but seriously, I think I think that. Companies need to, and and I think even artists need to be careful with who they align themselves with because if something is not authentic, it can make you look worse than if you had not, you know, aligned yourself with them at all. Like sponsorship and endorsement, it's only great when it works with who you authentically are or what your brand authentically is. And I'm not saying that Beyonce and Jay-Z's brand wasn't that, but I tell you one thing. When they walked out with Obama and Michelle, it looks it 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 it's it's it, swa- more it, 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 it swallows a lot easier than walking out with Hillary. Not yeah, because it's it's the it's the overseer thing. Like right. it's like the slave master gets the 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 slave that you know he can manipulate, and that's what it looks like. Who is that? When she's what? hugging them, that's what it looks like to me. It does. It does. I yeah. agree. I and, agree. And it's like just because it, you can't. Didn't Don King? Don King. Everybody's. Did that. <laughs> well, yeah. Like my my friends is. I think it's if I if I explain it poorly, it's like my friends might be cool with you, but that doesn't make them your friends. Absolutely. And so right. just because we liked Perfect. Obama and we love Michelle and and they know Jay Z and Beyonce and we're cool with all them, right? And you come around, right? Uh, we, don't feel the we same. We mess with you, but we don't mess with you, right? Right. 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 Like you still we have cool, some but distance. we not cool. You exactly. still have some work to do. But I think, and that's what it is. I think that the Clinton campaign was run. Very much like the Obama campaign, almost like she wanted to just come and just get all his 
relationships and use them. And I think the consumer was not fooled by it. No. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, we'll enjoy Jay-Z and Beyonce. And we know that they're probably going to hang out with Barack and Michelle as soon as Barack leaves office. But right. we doubt that Hillary Clinton will be walking around with Charlemagne the God. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So like, right. here's, here's the crazy part. LeBron James and all this other here's, shit. Here's like, the crazy part about it, right? So we're sitting here talking about Donald Trump, who I think is definitely a misogynist and a racist and all those things that people right. are saying that he is. Well, he, he's acknowledged he's all a of lot that. of it. Right. However, I don't think that it's much better to have Madonna on stage saying she's going to give blowjobs for vote for Hillary votes. That was unexpected. I did not see that. I, I've been surprised this entire campaign. However, Madonna was authentic to her brand. But not Hillary's. Not Hillary's. Her brand. Man, don't nobody want her her brand is 30 years ago. Like yeah, don't Drake, nobody Drake, want Drake, Madonna she, she old to, mouth. She tried to get <laughs> she tried to give Drake a kiss in she the mouth. Swerved. And he, he yeah, curved she got her. Nah, he man. Her. You ain't got it no <laughs> more, man. You ain't got the juice like that. Mm. <laughs> It's crazy, but I, I think I think the artists have to be very careful about who they who they put their support behind. And I think sometimes it's easier just, you know, it's it's better to be safe than sorry. You know what I mean? Do you so, think this hurts Jay Z and Beyonce? No, I don't think much can hurt Jay Z and Beyonce. I think they'll probably be more careful. It's going to be interesting to see what they do now with Trump being in office because they were so so vocally behind Hillary. And I know one thing about Jay-Z and Beyonce, we know they like to be on the winning team. So it's going to be interesting to see how they parlay that with Trump being in office because right. they're have they going to have to get back to the White House. That's just where they belong. you right. know. They, so I think that a lot of people, even Oprah, I think there are a lot of celebrities that are on a certain level that now they're going to have to figure out how they, um, you know, kind of massage that relationship because it's very important for them to be involved with some of the things that the president of the United States is involved with. Well, ev- they're not alone. Everybody has said some shit. Like, it's not just the black celebrities. I mean, Stephen Colbert or Bill Maher and all of these guys, they've said a lot of shit against Trump. Right, right. And, 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 and have been proud about it. Like, extremely proud to bash yeah. Trump. Yeah, you know but that, I mean? they, they, are po- they are political comedians though Bill Maher to me I, I love him I think he's very witty and very intelligent but I don't think him saying something anti-Trump is the same as Oprah even Jimmy Fallon having Trump on the show was kind of like alright motherfucker we got an eye on you right Right. Pushing it, but not, not <laughs> don't everybody. Do what Kanye did now, right? <laughs> not everybody is doing that either, though, because um, you know, the NBA, which is I tie closely to music. I think basketball, sports, and music are very, very close in the way that we have to, you know, the the people who are doing these things need to to handle their business, right? Um, people like Doc Rivers who came out and said, "No, we need to give Trump a chance," and you know. This this is what it is now. So I think we got to give him a chance before we get mad and get upset. Well, you, I, I think that's a rational way to think at this point. Yeah, though. but I don't know if that's a public way to think. I think it, but honestly, I think that it is, and I think that that's why it may be a good note to most entertainers to never it's go not so work. to go so hard behind one candidate when you just don't know. It's it's not going to work though. You don't think so? You know what is going to because Oprah, like Oprah said, something you don't have to like her. Right. You don't have to like her. Just don't have her for dinner. And I think that's absolutely dead wrong. Really? Yeah. At the one, Oprah was wrong. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Oh, wow. I and, think Oprah was right. And thank you, listeners, for listening to the last episode. <laughs> Oprah immediately shut this shit down. <laughs> like, I think she just knocked on the door. Right. right. <laughs> Who, who's this, who's this, this uh, Tahoe say, that just pulled up? Did I say up? Harpo? <laughs> Harpo on the side. There's now a black Tahoe in the driveway. <laughs> oh, shit. But no, I, I, think it's, I, I think that Oprah was wrong because 
anybody. Like, matter of fact, let's just let's not even talk about the presidency. On your job, listeners, on your job, if you have a supervisor that you do not like, this is not a person you don't listen to. This is not a person you respect. This is not a person that you can follow. It's not. You're either trying to get another shift, get another manager, get another job. You're trying to get away from that type of situation. And looking at the White House staffers, how they were responding to Trump's visit alone, uh, they not trying to. I can see the rest of the country being. So you saying it's gonna be being spit, upset it's gonna for be the next four years? In his soup every day, every day. <laughs> well, he's gonna fire all of them and replace. He's them. gonna have yeah, to. Gonna have yeah, to. He's, they're gonna all be fired by. He's January. gonna have to because nobody's fucking with it. See, I don't agree with that. I think that there are people that I don't personally like. Like I would not want them in my home but they do a good job at their business. And I would say this, you know, I'm looking at starting a new business. If Donald Trump would agree to be a, a, a contributor or an investor, I would absolutely take his opinion because we do know that he understands business. So I'm not, I'm not saying that he's going to be a good president, but what I am saying is that I don't feel like you have to like someone to acknowledge they do a good job with their, they're, they're doing, they're effective at their job, i.e. Bill Clinton that's why I felt like people trying to impeach him years ago was so ridiculous. Just because he is sleeping with his intern does not mean that he's doing a bad job at being president. Even even like with, with artists, I think artists, Lil Wayne is obviously on drugs. Does that mean that he shouldn't be able to make music? Absolutely not. Like, I think, I think that's two very different things. I think the same thing about Chris Brown. Chris Brown's my favorite entertainer right now. Would I want to have Chris Brown over to hang out with me and my daughter? Absolutely not. Your daughter would. She would, but I would not sanction that. <laughs> but my point is, I think he's fuck an amazing. Chris Brown. I mean, what? It's, it's Chris oh, Brown. I thought you said right. fuck Chris Brown. I was like, I don't want her to fuck Chris Brown, but I do. I do think that he's an amazing entertainer. I right. don't think our entertainers have to be um, people that we would want to sit down and be friends with us because their job is entertain. Donald Trump's job is at this point to lead our country. Now that is a little scary, but because I don't like Hillary as a person, or maybe. What I've seen of her, I don't like. I don't think that was a reason for me not to vote for her. Not voting for someone as president means you don't think they would do a good job in that particular, you know, job situation. I think that never before in America has morals, solid good morals, had so much weight in terms of politics, in terms of business, in terms of money being exchanged between hands. Good morals is... It's the new foundation. It is well, the way. We, the, the it's vote the just said now. it's not. The vote just said it's not because we have a president in office that is more like a reality star. His he has a he's been married four times. His previous his his current but that wife, wasn't a popular vote. That doesn't because that, the, the popular that, but the popular the vote, vote the popular vote is the voice of the people and what the people are saying is they wanted a little bit more than that. Mm, I don't the people even didn't know vote for that. I don't even the electoral know I, college put Trump in, but the people didn't vote for that. I think that's what rules now, though. I think Kim Kardashian and Kanye should be the next president. Mm. I think that's what's going to... I mean, look, because what what we're voting for, even though maybe certain people, the Electoral College voted for... At the end of the day, we've never seen a split like this. We've never seen people go for something that makes absolutely no sense according to what we've seen in the past. There's never been a president like this, Electoral College or not. There's never been a pre- there. You wouldn't even be able to get into the running with this type of with 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 Trump's past. I mean, look where we are as a nation. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't even honestly. Chance the rapper wouldn't even be next to a, a presidential candidate ten years ago. That would not right. have happened. No. 
So we're in, I don't think that, I think that we're at a place where morals have absolutely no reign (laughs) because, okay, Trump is is a known, he's, he's, he actually acknowledged saying that he believed you should just grab women by the pussy. He acknowledged that. But the fact that Chance the Rapper is next to... voted. The fact that Chance the Rapper is next to a candidate says... And, and his music is about what? A lot of what Chance the Rapper talks about is God. I don't know what Chance the Rapper it's, talks it's about. A, it's a spiritual... Listen to it. His, his lyrics are spiritual. I'm just saying that and that's And so is not that based on... Is that because... Like people are, are just falling in love with gospel rap now. No. no, I think it's the message and the morals, and I think that's what's carrying. That's that's what people are grasping onto now. We've had we've been so oversold, so misled. Like people are tired of being hustled. But then we also Lil Yachty is also killing them too. So I and that mm-hmm. and that has no spiritual value. So I, I mean, agree. So I, I think that maybe we're it's we're waging a war, and there are no boundaries. There used to be boundaries. Like there needs you do to be a war on stupid. I don't think we'll win that war. I, I, Donald Trump is president. We're not going to win the war. I think I think people that are protesting Donald Trump's uh, victory are fighting a war on stupid. Speaking of the war on stupid, Little Wayne's interview on Nightline. Man, <laughs> what do you guys think about that? I mean, I think that um, Little Wayne doesn't doesn't have. I think that he has the platform to speak about it. I don't think that it's one that we should care about. But what do you I, I think? think about he's, I think he's celebrity enough for people to want to hear him say it. Mm-hmm. But you know, personally, I just don't think that there's there's any merit to what he has to say about Black Lives Matter. He, I mean, to be honest, he told the truth. He's been privileged his whole life since he since he got on. Like before he was on, okay, he was just like everybody else. He was in the hood. You know, he didn't have his dad around. I get it. But once that that transformation happened in his life, where he was around rich all the time, he hasn't lived the life that everyone else has. So, but he did he go to jail? I mean, if not not a few years ago, he was he he went to jail for like a year. Yeah, he went to jail. Okay, so I'm, I'm just saying, rich people go to jail. They do, but I'm just saying that he's not so far removed. I think from, he is. I oh, think because he, he went to, he because he went to jail. That that mean that gives him full street cred. Well, now no. he understands <laughs> the the struggle. I, I believe he's a Martian for real. Like he's definitely on a different planet. I think that's just because he's used so much drugs that he doesn't remember. But I'm sure Lil Wayne has family members that are in the struggle. I'm Didn't sure. Did Dave Chappelle cover this though, man? Like, what the fuck? I don't. We in a crisis. I don't give a fuck what Ja Rule thinks about this. <laughs> right. I think, but you know what? I true. But I, I will say, on a pub from a publicist standpoint, Lil Wayne should never have been tapped to do that interview. Those type of interviews should strictly be um, used for celebrities that. You know, have a point of view that will connect with a very mainstream audience, and I, I, and I don't mind the interview. Wayne. I don't mind the interview that I don't because I'm. I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't. Even, I don't even know what else was in the interview. Was there anything else at all? Was we there, didn't see anything else not, with that yeah, soundbite. Not, not really much, but you know what? This is where the the quote unquote woke or hoteps come <laughs> in, and they say that you, we, I agree with you. Like he should not have been pegged for that interview, but they specifically selected him and others with that mindset for that interview. To say to as if that's going to divide it, the, it, yeah. the, the the collective conscious, and it did. Well, I, it I did don't too. know about collective conscious, but I mean, I don't think <laughs> you can divide the collective conscious. <laughs> but it did divide because T and I and I I I, I applaud Ti, and I think that when he made his his rebuttal to that, and I think that Ti was speaking on behalf of the fact that he knows that a lot of young people look to him, and I think he's trying to take a leadership role in the community lately. Um, especially with his show being very family oriented, he's 
he has the ears of a lot of young people. And I think he was trying to be responsible with that in responding to Lil Wayne's. Um, oh, so this isn't a, another condition of his parole that he has to <laughs> do a, a show See. teaching black kids to not do wrong. Like, come on. I mean, T.I. is not the spokesperson either. I feel what you're saying. I think he's trying the, to learn, trying you to got, be a better you, guy. You got to look at the message and not the person. Right. But then we're not doing that with Lil Wayne, though. We are being hypocrites. But he, but his well, message Lil is Wayne ain't, ain't Lil Wayne ain't led no protests or done anything to demonstrate that he has a different mindset. Lil like, Wayne like he doesn't like there's care. definitely there's there's music to 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 show Tip's progression. Right. right. You can definitely listen to the music in a trap, right? Mm-hmm. But you can listen to the music now, and you can see him on TV being a family man. And you right. see the, and hear you music see the, that reflects his social interests. You also see the mid. You know, I, I've worked with him before, so you saw him going through the transition. And I think a lot of his listeners and fans have watched him and seen the internal struggle as he as he's trying to grow up and trying to mature, but still trying to stay in touch with his community. Mm-hmm. We've seen that struggle and we understand it, and we see him moving in a progressive place. And I don't I don't think that this is just for for show because I do see him taking part. He's actually been with Killer Mike a lot. Lately, leading struggled. I mean, leading um, community conversations and and being out protesting. He's actually he actually was out. He was protesting. in protest last night. Absolutely. So I don't think that he's. I think that he's really a conscious brother that came from a real place and is very genuine. And I and I appreciate him making that statement. Not so much anti Little Wayne, but for all those young people that might have been influenced by Little Wayne's very self absorbed comments. I know, and I saw that some people on uh, social media were criticizing Tip for saying what he said because they felt like, or even Regine, I, I think she was upset because she felt like he could have called or he could have texted and had a private conversation with Wayne instead of saying those things politi- or excuse me, publicly. But also, I feel like if you, like a good friend is going to, it is going to stop you. A good friend is publicly, hey, you don't need to do this. That's just like right. the, this is just like you going out with your friend and you're at a bar or a party or something like that, and they get drunk and they start publicly embarrassing themselves. Yeah, you going if you're a friend, you actually care about this person. You are gonna say, look, man, get your shit together. But, but that's different, and I think that's what speaks against Regine and Lil Wayne's sentiment because in this particular case, it wasn't just Lil Wayne showing a. Showing, I mean, showing his ass and and hurting himself, but right. he was actually affecting others. Had he not made that that statement publicly, mm-hmm. the message that to the people who may have been turned the other way by Lil Wayne's comments would ne- that would never been rectified. Lil Wayne would have went in his corner mm-hmm. and said, "You right, man. I'm a, I'm a chill it out." And you know, maybe he makes right. a statement, maybe he doesn't. But then what happened to the people that heard that interview and didn't hear anything else? I agree. Without Ti actually going in publicly and saying those things, it's not the same thing as your drunk friend of the bar because your drunk friend of the bar is not hurting anybody but himself. Right, but now, I think Lil Wayne unless they get behind yeah. the wheel of a car. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 right. But right. Regina, I mean, we can't. She, she, that's his daughter. That's her father. She's, she's gonna, yeah. she's right. gonna be. She's going to be, right. you know, protective of her have. father. Absolutely, I, I think she was. You know, that's what she's, she's, she's protective. I think a lot of times children of celebrities become very protective of their parents because they, they, they have to read the bad p- posts that people write about their parents, and so it kind of creates this protective. You know, um, outlook, and so right. I, I think I applaud her for doing that to to, to stand up for her father. But, but um, so Ti has, I, I think, you know, is is trying to be in his authentic way. But we mentioned Killer. I mentioned Killer Mike. He's someone. He's a celebrity. That I think that's a perfect Killer Mike is a perfect example of a person that a musician who also has a political platform 
and is very knowledgeable on that platform and is able to speak intelligently to it so it makes sense. So if, you know, a candidate had Killer Mike speaking for them or campaigning with them, I think that makes a lot more sense than when I saw Usher and Tyrese you know, shouting that they were with her. I mean, that's cool, <laughs> but I just don't know that they would speak to the platform right. as as eloquently and as passionately and it would connect as much as what Killer Mike has to say. What's sad about that is I, I connect a lot with um Killer Mike, um, and it's not just because we're both from Atlanta, but I think that he does articulate the proper message. Mm-hmm. And um, I really believe that everyone else would get it for the Bernie Sanders push too. I was a little shocked that it didn't go that way at all. And very early in the race, he was, you know, now a cohort and not the main guy. But I don't I don't know how, even though Killer Mike is so articulate and he does understand the, the message, I don't think that he's popular enough. And that's why Usher and the other Tyrese. people and Tyrese, that's why they they get up and they and they get the attention that they get. And it doesn't really matter what the message is. Well, you know, true. I feel like society is transitioning, though, and like I wouldn't expect. You're you're right. Killer Mike is not popular enough because of his message. Like, right? Be, he they need they want an usher. Or they want somebody that has a little bit more of a polished image and is and is a little bit less threatening. Has learned like, to play the game. Right. Their whole career. Right. No offense to them, but you know, they played, I, hey, look cute and dance. Right. Yeah, right. I was like, that has a lot to do with it too, is the aesthetic. You know right. what I mean? And I think that. You know, just quite honestly, having a big black guy speak on political ideas is not exactly what they want to introduce to mainstream America. They want to see someone that fits the mold a little bit better. Even like we mentioned Jay-Z and Beyonce. Jay-Z says a little bit, but really we're excited about Beyonce because that's really more of the image. Jesse Williams. And And Jesse Williams actually is just as articulate, in my opinion, as Killer Mike. He's just as impactful, but because his aesthetic fits what the mainstream would accept easier... I think that scene is a little bit more. It's just. But it's, Killer Mike has the gift. Like Killer Mike got that girl when he speak. And see, I don't, Jesse I, I don't Will, want the Jesse Williams sounds like this. I feel, it's no, not see, that, the, no, that's cultural. It's not I, the I feel, same. I feel like Jesse Williams may be reading from a script. I feel like Killer oh, Mike wow. is just speaking from his soul. I wouldn't say he reads see, from I, a script. I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel he's passionate. And I think that's the problem. I think the err that Killer Mike has is what scares white America. Exactly. And why we don't want but to part of that. And I also don't like it either. I think it's a little bit too much myself sometimes. Because it feels violent. It's passionate, but it feels violent. It feels like, okay, he's oh, really pissed violent off. Violent or protective? No, it sounds like he's pissed. Where no, when I, I think it's just a, the power of your voice. But I think that's also cultural. I, You know, you guys know I taught school for one year. And I remember learning that there is, <laughs> there there are differences in voice inflection and how our voice sounds. So someone right. that is... You know, a black person, their voice is deeper. And you hear a black guy scream, it sounds a little bit different than sometimes if you hear a white woman scream. So, and there's all of us are kind of... It's the difference in, between mommy yelling at you and daddy yelling absolute, at you. Absolutely. But if daddy right. is huge and big and, and if it's James Evan... There, you see that meme right, that said, like, yeah. which dad do you want to, to <laughs> right. be at home if you're in trouble? And I immediately looked at James Evans and was like, hell no. And he might have been a better, you know, he might not have even whipped you just as hard. But just because he sounds that way and he looked angry, it just doesn't, you, you focus on the anger and not the message. I think Jesse Williams and Killer Mike are both equally impactful. I thought Jesse's speech was Everything, And I think he did have the same passion. It just comes out different because he has a different package. The key is if we can work all that together. But the good thing about both of them is that they're both qualified. They both know how to articulate the message. Yeah. 
So, okay, so how do you feel then overall about artists speaking out or publicly having an opinion? Because I, I know that not too long ago um, when the Mike Brown thing was happening, Scarface went on Huffington Post, and he had a very lengthy interview about, you know, how he felt about black and white relationships and, you know, civil rights in the, in the, in the contemporary era. And it could have been potentially damaging for someone who wasn't as established as, as Scarface is. How do you feel about, you know, especially you being a publicist, how do you feel about artists connecting themselves to a, a message? The, the LeBron James saying, can't breathe, or the little t-shirts or whatever. How do you, how do you feel about that? I think it's, it's such a difficult thing, especially the, the, more, the po- more popular you are, more successful you are, the more you have at stake. And I think it's two things. I think it's it's key to be able to articulate the message effectively. And you have to know an artist. If you're working for them as a manager or a publicist, you have to know what their their comfort level is. And so, like, for instance, I had someone ask me for one of my clients to talk about the, um, phila- the, the, the most recent killing with the two guys, the one that was on Facebook and the guy that died, like, the night before. And I knew this particular client, their conversation was not going to come across favorable. Right. Um, and so I immediately shut that interview down. So I think, first of all, are they able to articulate the message effectively in a way that's going to be favorable for their consumer? Because if they're big enough, you can lose fans and you can lose you know, people that will buy tickets and albums mm-hmm. if you say the wrong thing. The second thing is... What do they have in the closet? Because if you are, you know, a, a celebrity of a certain level and you come out and voice, you know, say the can't breathe stuff, trust me, they're watching for something to to make you look like a right. hypocrite or a contradict, you know, to contradict your beliefs. Right. So if I had a client that was able to articulate well, but I knew that he had, you know, a previous you know, felon on his record, I would advise them not to because at the point that you start speaking out publicly about um, political, you know, messages, your own record is on the line. Right. So I it think you have to look at message. both. Yeah. Okay. So then Kevin, as an artist, how do you not say something and still be an authentic artist? Good, good question. How do you not say something same, and still be authentic? Yeah. In the same situation here. So we're having all the, you know, the upheaval that's going on, the black cops killing, you know, I mean, the cops killing black kids, the the, the election and the way it turned out, who's supporting who, what's going on, Lil Wayne and T.I. How as an artist, because this is a, you, you, you guys are crazy as hell, right? <laughs> First of all, y'all crazy. You have to be. True. To be an, uh, an effective artist, I think. So a little bit crazy. No offense. Um, how do you then continue on as the authentic you and not speak on things that you're really passionate about? I don't know how, I, I think that's slow death. I think if you can't speak on, if you can't speak from a place of, of purity, like authenticity, that that's, this is really you, this is what you really feel, this is what you really believe, these are the facts. Like whatever it is, you, whether you're an artist or not, like that's, when you silence that voice, you die a little bit inside. Right. So I don't I don't know that you can be authentic and silent. So, is there a way to do that through your music more so than through your actual voice? I think I mean, that's through, the best way to do it. Right. I think that's the most effective way to do it is to right. do it through your art. Like Beyonce did has said what she said and she's done what she's done, but people only know the way that she feels because they're deciphering the lyrics of her music. Absolutely. It's not because she's gone before people and actually made a statement. She hasn't released a statement. She may have donated a few dollars here right. and there right. to certain groups. So that implies support, right? Or, or you 
deciphered the lyrics of the song. And so that implies that she feels a certain way, but she hasn't actually come forth and said, this is what I believe and this is how I want to move. Right. Okay. So all that being said, I, I don't know if I don't disagree with Crystal. So as a manager, I'm your manager, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you as an artist and I want you to be authentic. But at the same time, my job, my fiduciary responsibility to you is to make sure that you can continue to make money. So then how do we, and this is for the listeners, so because they're the ones who have to do this. How do we then come together and figure out a way for you to still be authentic, for you to still be able to sell this and, and get the publicity around and get us those interviews still, and for me to still make sure I'm making my fiduciary responsibility and keeping money in your pocket? How do we bring that together and still be socially conscious and a money-making vehicle. I'm glad that you said fiduciary. That keeps, that's a good scrabble word and that keeps that in. I like that. That keeps like, the Ooh. conversation intelligent it here did. on the show. I like that. I was like, sapiosexual, there you go. <laughs> Whatever. Come on, um, girl. No, he's, I think he's turning red now. Yeah, shit. It's Look the light skin. It's, I, 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 blush. Think, I think that's the perfect that's the perfect um, that's the perfect storm that is brand management. You know, I think that you have to figure out how to keep that artist sane because we don't want Kevin to go insane. Um, but we also need to be able to. So we need to find a, a, a happy medium for all those things. And it could be that at certain times in your career, you do certain things. I think that you can get to a certain level. Beyonce c- could make a statement at this point and it, it could affect her. Um, sales uh, or, or or a concert in some way, but she's big enough of an artist to where she's bigger than the message at this point. You know what I mean? To where people are not going to totally disengage from her. I don't think that she could have done that when she first started out and was a member of Destiny's Child. Right. So I think no. it's a part, I think it's up to management um, really either. to kind of balance that out and say, you know what, if these are your goals, that's why it's important as an artist for you really to know what your long-term goals are. If you know that you want to have political, if you have you want to make a stand for your community and you have things to say to the social and community aspects of our culture, that's something that you need to talk to your management about, your public relations um, professional about so that you're able to say, like, this is something that I want to do. What is a good time for us to implement that? Because it could be that it's just all about the timing. But you definitely don't want to do it before you have a hit record. That is suicide. (laughs) Well, I think that having... How do I want to say that? Like every product can't be sold at every time. You sell Christmas music during Christmas time. Absolutely. Right? And right now happens to be a time of a lot of political conversations and social justice and things of that nature. So if you have a product that's that's related to that, it's relevant. This is the time for it right now. Ten years ago when we were listening to Laffy Taffy, it wasn't a time for that. It might have been unfortunate. And I think a lot of the uh, the the... A neo soul artist or the boom bap community, and they listen to Jay Dilla beats all the time and that type of shit. Like I think that's cool, but it it, it hasn't always been that time frame. Is that a little bit of rap shade? I wasn't. That's I really love like Jay Dilla. Shade. I, no, but I, no, I, yeah, I but, love that market. Like that's I fuck with way, that. It was, like, it was like a hug, but you you're looking over their shoulder at the restaurant. It's like, yeah, these niggas. Ain't, uh, well, no, I'm I'm just <laughs> maybe my language wasn't necessarily the 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 smoothest. Like, maybe I was a little abrasive. You threw shade, or whatever. man. Yeah, it was just a little shade. But I'm, I'm, shade, man. It was, no, off, it was off the wall. It wasn't direct. Not, you threw the ball off the wall and it bounced and hit him. The curtain Maybe got so. pulled. I didn't feel like it was being disrespectful. I'm just saying <laughs> no, no, that it's not, not the time for everything. Right, right, right. Like, that's, that was my point, is right. that it's not the time for everything. And I feel like um, my advice to you guys is that energy is what it is, right? So if you have, if you have all of this energy 
about, you know, being upset about the world being this way and people treating you this this way, use that energy and just make it something else. Go to the Boys and Girls Club. It's something as simple as that. Go to the Boys and Girls Club and just donate some of your time. Right. Big brothers and big sisters of America, donate some of your time. I mean, you may not be able to be on a public platform right now as as my artist. You know what I'm saying? I may not be able to let you go out there and just say anything mm-hmm. that's coming from your heart. Whether it's it's important or pertinent, it doesn't matter. But we can figure out other ways to use that energy against the system that we hate. Right. And I, th- I think it can be as, as, as simple as, I definitely agree with what you're saying, Brian, as far as like going out and actually putting your putting your money where your mouth is, you know, right. is, is true. But then also, you know, as opposed to making a song against something, make a song inspiring, make a song about inspiration or right. or speak about inspiration so that you definitely, you know, people can probably read behind the lines, but music used to be about cl- writing clever lyrics that conveyed a message. You know what I mean? So I think that you can say a lot without saying the direct Right issue, you know what I mean? As a, mm-hmm. and, you know, one of one of the guys that we had on the show, and hopefully we'll have him come in in a in a couple of weeks to talk a little bit about his um his latest project. But I was talking to um one of our music execs that we've had on the show, and he was saying that you know he was discouraged about the election, so instead of talking about Trump being president, he wanted to put together a campaign that made people really focus focus on how powerful music is, right. you know, and how music has the ability to heal. Mm-hmm. So I think those are ways to be productive and and to quell the beast that is in the artist you know when they do need to be creative and they do need to get it out there's a way to get it out in a positive way that you need to search for if you don't have your own team you have to be creative yourself and you may have to take a moment to kind of you know just be peaceful and and reflect and figure out what is the best way to attack this without ruining you know my potential career aspirations but, you know, and in terms of artists making decent business decisions, I think it's wise to, rec- like, shoot your shot, but shoot your shot when you're open, right? Because, like, February, for example, around Valentine's, that is a huge time when all, like, R&B artists work. They're doing a show somewhere. I don't right. care if they put out a record this year. I don't care if they record put out a, excuse me, put out a record last year. But if they've got decent talent, people like them, people like what they've done, then chances are they're going to be booked at some point during February. I'll tell you something, Elder Barge works the entire month of February. Hands if you don't down, do shit else the rest of the year. You all are going to hear Elder Barge. And what's the song that I can't even, it can't, I can't think of it right now, but there's a, there's a song that everyone knows from the Barge that he sings. But he, he, Ty, all this love? No, I can't not. Well, yeah, all this love is waiting for you. But there's another one that everybody everybody go to. Tyrese, Tank, and Silk, they're working the whole month. Mm-hmm. If you're Mint smart condition. as an artist, you would start that as opposed to waiting for February. You kind of get the jump on everybody in January and make an announcement that you have a new single drop. <laughs> and that, that's, very, that's very important. I don't think there's a, there's a way to not affect the negative things that are happening if you're doing positive things. Right. You, you can't, there's no way to, to avoid affecting some of that negative with your positivity. It's just, it's just not possible not to. So I, I think if, if you gather anything from this listeners, the, the, the conversation we've been having today, I know it's a little bit off, off the scope what we normally do, but I think it's very important because um, you guys have the opportunity. You're, you're creating this from scratch. You know, th- this can be anything that you want it to be. So why not? Make it something important. Yeah. Well, use. I think that that's the best artists. You know, dig deep and it, and it comes from an authentic place. I've always said that. It's, you know, from hip hop to R and B to country, the most impactful artists, the most memorable artists, the the artists that have the longest careers are the ones that you feel something from them. It's more than just 
you know, entertainment. It's something that they actually believe in. So, you know what? If it almost feels like this is the the moment of Zen at the end, because I hear I hear Whitney Houston in my head, like the children are the future, because they are the ones that are creating this. You know what I mean? They are the ones that are building this world. They are the ones that are shaping this market, this culture. They're the ones that are. They're the ones that went to this this uh, Jay Z and Beyonce show and decided I'm still not voting for Hillary Clinton. She's still full of shit. I tried, man. I was gonna leave you alone, but you said Whitney Houston's in your head. I I was thinking you probably was hearing I'm Every Woman. <laughs> I tried to not do it, man. Womp womp. <laughs> That's so funny because I I, I, I can that was hear a like decent a- little weird. I know, but I I I didn't know you were going Whitney Houston. Me I was either. thinking I, like what? Hey, I, what? <laughs> It, I like it. Crystal was speaking when it popped in my head. I okay. don't know why. It just it was, okay. it was a brown hey. woman. So. Is she is she crackish? Uh, well, damn. No, I'm just saying. Why do you keep the word? You're picking the words, brother. I'm just. I was pulling I'm the inspiration. The I wasn't thinking about crack. I, when I think of Whitney Houston, it's hard not to think about crack-ish, not crack. You know what? We're there talking no about inspiration. We're talking about inspiration. So I that song is very inspirational. Diet crack. <laughs> you know what? Crack-ish. <laughs> Crack-like. What's your favorite? What's your favorite inspirational song? My favorite one. We're going to assume that Kevin is about the kids in the future. My favorite is 8, is Eight Mile by Eminem. That made me Eminem Oh, that's actually, that's actually a good song. I was going to think something from Thug Motivation 101. Brian, Brian listened to R. Kelly children's songs. <laughs> you didn't like that um, My President is Black, My Lambo is Blue song? I thought that was pretty inspirational. I was talking about how stupid the lyrics to that song were. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally thrown off That's because you're that an intellectual. Was... Like, I like the Nas the Nas. Yeah, Obama we talked song. about that. Yeah, I've been like... hearing interviews with Jeezy going around. You know, he's celebrating 10-year anniversary of Thug yes. Motivation. I think he did it on purpose, thinking that he was going to get Hil- that Hillary was going to get in, and they were going to come out with well, another one. Well, timing. Yeah. Timing. Again, timing. Yeah. timing. This, it's relevant. He's it? open. Shoot yeah. your shot. Shoot your shot. Most yeah. deaf. That's why Tribe Called Quest just dropped the album. Right. Shoot your shot. And a lot of the music is politically yeah. centered. And hopefully it'll work. Listeners, we have never, we realize we've never asked you guys to do anything before. So I think this show being different, I think it's, it's you know, we should also ask you guys, write into us. Tell us what you guys are thinking. Give us some feedback. What kind of topics do you want? What, what guests would you like to hear from? We definitely want to be a, a bigger resource um, for our listeners, and 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 we have access to a lot of different behind the scenes people or artists that you all may you know may uh, enjoy hearing from. And I know for me, when I hear someone that has gone through a journey, you know, I'm transitioning out of publicity, and when I when I listen to Ava DuVernay and I hear her journey, it it definitely resonates with me. So we definitely want to be able to provide you all with. Um, the type of interviews that resonate. And we also just want to know you're there. We want you to use a hashtag 9010 rule. If you hit us on Facebook, please use the 9010 rule so we can find that, get your questions, get your comments, so we can make this show a better show for you. If you're old school, you can still also go to email at mail at the 9010rule.com as well. Old school people don't email. Well, who we write emails? letters. That's like ancient. <laughs> we don't school, have right? a PO box. They no yeah. Pony Express. You don't know old people trying. They trying to figure out how to work that damn phone. Like a they pigeon. They can send us a pigeon. Hey man, you lucky somebody just yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely hit us up. Hit us up on Facebook, and and we have some some good stuff coming for you guys, especially in 2017. We've been trying to figure out how to make this show better, and. Um, you know, better for you and, and even more enjoyable for us because we want to be able to bring what's going to help our listeners. You know, we want you all to be able to realize your dreams. 
you know, I didn't even think about this. Also, more visibility. If you guys wouldn't mind, in this, if you're listening to this on the podcast app or whichever app you're listening to it on, if you look at our show notes, there's actually a link that can get you to our iTunes review page. And you can give us, you know, give us your opinion there as well. And the, the more stars you give us, the more visibility we get and the more listeners we get. So, you know, we'd appreciate if you guys take the time to do that for us as well. Absolutely. Yep, yep. So you guys feeling good about this? So we, so we, we're we're off. You know, 2017 is Trump and Pence. You know, the children you are the future. <laughs> I think that yeah, I didn't say this on the show, but I think that we need to just put our head down and get through these four years. All those people you talking about need to go talk to him. No, Oprah. Four year Oprah needs to just put her head on her chair, chin to her chest, and just and just and just ride through. Man, I don't know how you. Uh, so many people need some humility. Oh my God! It's well, I think we're getting ready to. We're going to see something that we've never seen before. <laughs> but you know, don't let anything stop you. Keep going forward. You know, um, don't let anything around you stop you from realizing your passion and your dreams. So. Panic! The end is near. <laughs> Stockpile cold ten. The enemy is. <laughs> He's done. If Dave Chappelle the change on the doors. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. It's the 9010 Rule, and we out. Visit us at the9010rule.com. That's 9010rule.com.